it, we're going to come up with different ways we can adjust the sites to get us that good good grouping. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be your host today on ArcChalk 101. And today, as we kind of alluded to, we're going to talk about how to set your sites, uh, whether it be a compound is mostly what we're going to talk about. But uh, those are using sites on uh, recurves, and you could probably still use the same method for that as well. And it'll, it'll work for the, that way as well. So let's let's get right into it here. Before we get too far into it, let me let you know uh, for sure. Uh, the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group, we go live in that group. So they're getting this content now. Uh, if you want to listen to the Audible, uh, that comes out on Fridays and Mondays. And it's on Spotify as well as um, Apple Podcasts. And you can also get to it on uh, audible.com. Uh, it's a free listen to there as well. And if you'd like to watch the video, because sometimes we have some interesting stuff on the videos, that's available, like I said, right now in the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group, as well as it would be on my YouTube channel, Learn to Fix It Yourself. And it'll also be available um, on the YouTube channel on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And on archtalk101.com, it'll be available there, but it's not quite as a, a specific uh, uh, schedule for that to come out. That just kind of comes out a little bit more random. Uh, but I try to get to them as quick as I can. So let's get into the content for, for today. Uh, now, in the last one, we went through how to set up your rest. So now your rest is all side up. And now we have your, your site. And that one we talked about. You get your rest is all set for center shot. You align your your pins for the horizontal uh, to be right in line, looking at the string through the through the tip of the arrow. Line it up so it just goes right down the center. Adjust your pins so you can't see your pins. The strings are hiding it. So now your your windy just set, so you're pretty close on that. Now there's a couple ways you can do it. One, you can just take your 20 yard pin. Um, you, you can kind of roughly eyeball it, uh, which which we do after you do a lot of them. We you set them up, but you want to take, if you want to start at 20 yards, you can do that. You can start at 10 just to kind of see where it's at um, and shoot. But you can take it at 20, or it's just going to assume you're going to start at 20 yards. That's where you set your first pin. So you're going to take your target and you're going to shoot at the target. You're going to shoot three arrows, or you may shoot five. But uh, generally, you know, three arrows, you can kind of tell where you're grouping. And then you're going to adjust your, your sights for that group, you're going to shoot a group again. You're going to adjust them until you finally get your group to be pretty good. Um, that That's kind of traditionally how you set up sites or you set them up for you. Uh, it's probably the longer way of doing it. Uh, one of the ways that we can do it is you don't put up a target. Just shoot an arrow. Don't care where it goes. And now your second arrow, you aim at that arrow. You try to hit your arrow. And it's if your sights aren't dead on, perfect, you're not going to hit. You're going to be off. You're going to be high. You're going to be low. You may be left or right or whatever. Um, and now you're going to adjust it, and you're going to shoot at that. You can shoot at the same first arrow. Um, it doesn't matter which one you shoot at because you're going to adjust it based off how you miss that one. Now, when you start getting arrows to where they're really starting to touch, and now then you know your sights are really, really good. Uh, so that's kind of the second way of adjusting sights. Now, there's another method that I use lots of times for setting up um, archers that, you know, might not be able to group very well. Is you're going to take a piece of paper and you're going to get a black line that runs um, 
all the way down the length, the, the length, the, you know, the eight and a half by 11 run to 11 inches. So it's going to run the whole direction. You can either put a piece of tape on there, you can go on your computer and you can print just a solid line is make it as big as you can and, and have it run across the paper. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to put that paper on your target. So that the line is horizontal. You want to be, you know, as horizontal as you can make it. Now, you may not need to really get on the level, but you know, make it where it's it's as close to being level as you can. And now the idea is take it the top pin, it's going to be whatever that distance is, and you're going to shoot anywhere on that line. You don't care where on that line it goes. It could go to the left side, it could go to the right side. Anywhere on that line, all you doing, all you're doing is looking to see are you above the, that black line or below it, or are you hitting it? So you're going to adjust if you're going to shoot three arrows, you don't care where they go. Uh, if they're all above that line, you know you need to adjust so that the arrows will come down. Uh, if they're below, you need to adjust the other way. And tell you now you're hitting on this one inch line all the way across horizontal, and and now that is set. Your elevation is set for that pin. Now turn that that target so now you have a vertical line. And now do the same thing. Shoot at that vertical line, and see are you shooting left? Are you shooting right? Now if you set everything else up right, you should be really close on that one. Uh, you, you may find that you might have to tweak just a little bit because you set your pins up where you couldn't see them. So depending on the size of your pins and your string and the distance jar away from them, uh, you may have to do a little tweaking. So now you're going to shoot. So you, you've got your arrows are all hitting on that black line. Now that's a one inch black line. Uh, you can go smaller if you want or bigger, but you know, just one inch is pretty, pretty good. If you use electrical tape, you know, that's going to be probably, you know, three quarters. <laughs> So, um, yeah, <laughs> had to sneeze there. I didn't get to the mutant time. But uh, um, we, uh, we've we got that set up. Now, what you've just proved to yourself is that you can hit a one-inch square. Think about it. You just proved to yourself you can hit a one-inch square every time. Because you hit a one-inch horizontal and a one-inch vertical. You put them together, you got a one-inch square. So now that is that is your your X ring on your on your five spots. That's an X ring. Uh, I think it's also three spots, same size. But um, now you just proved to yourself that your bow will do it, and you can hit that X every time because you just proved to yourself that you could do it. Uh, those those are a couple of different methods you can use for setting them up. Uh, now once we have your twenty yard pin set, now if you have multiple pins or an adjustable pin. Uh, there's another method you can use for setting the other ones. Now you can go right through that same thing. Go out to the, your your second pin distance and shoot and adjust it. Now you're only going to have to move it up and down unless you're holding your bow off a little bit. If you're canting your bow, that's where a level comes in nice because you put it on the bow and you, when you level up your your level on your site, you want to make sure that it's level with your bow. So if your your bow is it's not set right, then you're going to be off a little bit. So you want to make sure that's set. So let's assume that your your site has a level on it and the level is correct for for your bow. So you want to draw back, and when you start using a level, use the level when you draw back to make sure where you're at. Once you get used to drawing it back. I don't even look at the levels anymore. Uh, now, the only time I would is if I'm standing on a hill where I'm in a weird angle. Then I'm going to take a glance at it just to make sure I'm not leaning too far forward and canting the bow or, or whatever. Because if you're on a hill trying to shoot 
you know, that can mess it up a little bit. So uh, then I would take a quick glance at it. But now you're, you're level. So once your bow is level, now go back to your second pan distance and shoot that distance. Now you can do um, a couple different things. You can do like we did before, just shoot three arrows at your spot and see what it does. Or you could even go and put the horizontal line up. Or you could shoot shoot an arrow through 30-yard pin and try shooting your arrow again. You know, that'll tell you whether or not it's set up. Because if you can start grouping it with your 30-yard pin, now then you know it's good. Do the same thing for your 40 yards. So all, all your pins. Now, if you have a movable pin, you can do it at different distances. You know, it's like, okay, this is going to be for 20. This is going to be 30. This is going to be 40 or, or whatever distance you want to use. Uh, you, you can set them that way. Now, one of the things you want to do when you're setting them up is take whatever spot you're shooting at with your 20-yard pin, shoot an arrow in your backstop. You don't care if there's a target on or not. Generally, probably better off not having it. So now you're going to shoot a, an arrow into your backstop with your 20-yard pin. Right, we're going to assume you have a 20, 30, 40, and 50. So now then you're going to take your 30-yard pin, you're going to aim at your arrow with your 30-yard pin. And then see where that goes. And then you're going to aim with your 40-yard pin and 50-yard pin and, or however many pins you have. Now, what should happen is those arrows should go in a straight line up. If they're not going a straight out line up, you know, if you're outside with a little bit of wind, you know, that can affect a little bit there. But if, let's say, there's there's no, you're shooting indoors or you're, you're shooting, uh, you know, let's say indoors so you don't have the wind to worry about. And, and now as you're getting, the looking at those arrows, they should be in a straight line up and down. If they're not in a straight line, then you're doing a couple different things. You could be uh, canting your bow, uh, which means what, what that is when you draw back and you have your hand slightly turned in the bow and the bow is turning slightly. Now, you want your hand to go at an angle anyway through your hand. But if you've got that bow turning even more, now then that's canting your bow. A lot of traditionals did that because that helped the arrow stay on the rest because a lot of them were just using off their hand. Uh, so you had to lean over slightly in order to keep that arrow on the rest because they'd fall off otherwise. So that's where a lot of them start doing that. And if you take that into compound, the arrows don't fall off like that. So you want to make sure it is straight um, so that you're not canting your bow, your bow is level. And then if those pins aren't going up, now you want to look at what's going on with that. And then go back and shoot your 30-yard pin at the horizontal line and vertical line and see what's happening there. Are you off? Uh, you know, what you could look at too is one of the things if you have this and you, you're shooting your pins and they're they're different distances, you're shooting different distances and it's acting differently, that's when you want, might want to bring out the paper, start shooting through that and see what your arrow is going through the flight. As it's going through, if your arrow is tearing left, tearing right, tearing left, tearing right, that's a good sign that you're underspined on your arrow or it's going tearing up and down and up and down because your arrow is not stabilizing. It's too weak. It's bending and flexing too much because when you see an arrow being shot out of a bow in slow motion, there's a lot of flex. They do flex a lot. And, you know, that's why back when the aluminum days, you shoot your arrows for a while and they're not they're not grouped very well because the straightness has gone out of them because you've flexed it enough and you've weakened the spine. So uh, that's one of the things you want to look at too, is there's all kinds of things that can cause your arrows to do weird things. Um, 
you know, shooting, shooting field tips, you generally don't have much trouble um, with arrow flight, you know, other than the wind taking it if you're outside. You start shooting broadheads on, now then you have, you have the arrow is being affected by the broadhead up front, whether it being a fixed or mechanical. Uh, the, the fixed, you know, cause more turbulence up front. And then your fletching in the back is trying to counteract that, that turbulence in the front. So uh, you got to go back on one of the podcasts. We had a guy that had a lot of detail on this, uh, but you know, that it all affects how it shoots. And, and that's where you want to get all that tuning. If you get your arrow leaving the bow, the best it can, as straight as it can. And, you know, as we talked last one, you want to make sure that rest is set up good. And then when you're adjusting your sights, you want to take a look at that. Now, one of the things you're going to run into is when you put broadheads on, they may not fly the same. Just assume they're not going to. You'll be on the safe side. So what you want to do with them, if you got a mechanical, some of the mechanicals will come with um, a practice blade. There's basically a mechanical blade that won't open. So it, it just flies like it would be in, in flight. And you shoot it in your target. You don't have to worry about opening up and bending them and then causing other problems. Uh, so shoot those and see how they go uh, because they may go a little bit different. They may they might fly good. They might not. But that's something you want to check out. Um, if you're shooting fixed blades, you have a good chance that it's not going to fly the same as a field tip. And there's a couple of ways that you can solve that. If they don't fly the same, and you don't have two bows, you don't want to readjust your sights all the time, buy a second sight. And the second sight would be you just unbolt the one and bolt it back on. And now that during during hunting season, when you're using your broadheads, you bolt your hunting sight on. And then when you're shooting practice blades out of it, you put the other sight back on. Now, some of them have like a dovetail, which is really just loosen it up and pull them out and put them back in and get two sights like that. One thing when doing that, make sure it goes back in the same position. Because if you have your sight closer to your riser or further away, the gap is going to change. So they're not going to be accurate. So make sure you're doing that. So take, um, you know, if you can afford two different bows, set one up for shooting broadheads, the other one for shooting field tips. And then you just know when you're shooting your bow set up for broadheads, it's not going to hit exactly where you want it. But you know when you put your broadheads on there, it's going to be there because you're going to practice with some broadheads and get it tuned up where you know the broadheads are hitting where you want. And then if you're just going to practice, don't want to use your, your practice blades. Um, now, on, on Muzzy, I've got enough used blades that aren't sharp anymore uh, that I just shoot those regular ones instead of the practice blades. Um, that way there's, there's no difference between them. And they're dull, so I don't really slice up and shoot them into a broadhead target. And then you know you know those are flying good, and then just pull those blades out, put your razor sharp ones in, and put those in, and now you're ready to go hunt. And you've you've verified that that arrow is shooting perfectly, and you want to get them as as close as you can to perfect. That's why you want to shoot straight the straightest shafts you can when you're hunting, because that is going to be you're more accurate. Uh, you know we've we've done this many times where we've talked about. The accuracy, the arrow, and the size of your groups. Uh, you can take uh, an arrow that is is in your your comp pros, your one thousands for your carbons, or your one and a half thousands for your aluminums. And back when they had those, but you take your one thousand straightness arrow, and 
you get that set up, that's going to be, you can set that up to drill the X's all day long. Um, and now then you go to a 3,000 arrow. Your group's going to get wider. You go to a 5,000 straightness arrow, going to get even wider. And, and if you get one of them that's like a 7,000 straightness, which is your really, you know, not very straight shafts, there you might be lucky to hold them into the five ring on a five spot into the white ring uh where with the one thousands you're holding them in the x ring so that's kind of the difference you know you're you're gonna be bigger groups and when you take that bigger group put a broadhead on it now you even have a bigger group it's because there's all kinds of variations in there uh the wind if you're in the wind it affects your arrows differently whether you're shooting um field tips with skinny feather or skinny veins or you shooting broadheads with big feathers or big veins they all act differently in the wind so if you get a windy day that'd be a good time to go out and shoot your arrows to see what they do in the wind you know figure you know you can look on your on your your phone and, and say okay i have um you know it's a five mile an hour wind you know five mile in a wind i know if i aim right on i'm shooting left by two inches you know, maybe you got a seven mile an hour wind. Now, if you're getting into 20 mile an hour winds, you don't bother going out because yeah, you're going to have trouble even holding steady in the wind like that. So I just want to give you a little information on, on you know, how to set up your pins, a couple different methods for setting them up. Um, one of the ways that uh, I don't set them up this way because my engineering mind, it messes with it. Uh, I want it to be 20, 30, 40, 50. Um, one of these ways you can do it, set your 20-yard pin up, and now then move up to your 20-yard pin on your higher poundage bows. A 10-yard is going to be just fine. So now move up until you're you're shooting that 20-yard pin, um, and then move back until you're shooting at the top. And then as it drops down, drops down, drops down, what distance are you when it hits at the bottom of your kill zone? Whether you're using a paper plate, a six-inch paper plate, or using a three-inch, whatever, whatever accuracy you want to have, you know, say like you got a three-inch circle where you want to maintain it, uh, you know, so that way you're a little bit better. So um, set your top pin to be hitting at the top of it at your closest range that you'd be shooting. You know, like, you know, sometimes you, you have uh, five-yard shots. Sometimes you have 10-yard shots. Um, the five-yard shots you can shoot. Um, or even 10-yard shots, shoot. So it shoots at the top of the target. Now I keep walking back until it hits at the bottom of the target. Now then move your second pin, adjust it so it hits the top of the target. And now move back until it hits at the bottom of the target. Now right there, you probably got most all your shots going to be one of those two. So now do you determine you know, how accurate you want to be you know, say you I want to stay in a three-inch circle. So you know this top pin is from this distance out to, say, 25 yards. And this pin is good from 25 to 35 yards. So now you got to determine, is it a close or far shot? And pick one of two pins. You know, that's one way you can adjust your pins. So you just need, you don't need to know the exact yardage because you're, you put your group tight enough that if you're, you put it where it's at and it hits within three inches of where you're aiming, you've still got a good shot. Um, you know, that's, I've, I haven't done that just because my mind doesn't, it, it messes with my mind doing that. 
But that's one way of doing it. So you don't have to worry about, okay, is this 25 yards or is this 30 yards, is this 40 yards? Um, you know, that's that's one of the things that you just have to decide. Now on mine, I know that my pins, if I can get my 20 yard pin at the at the back and my bottom pin at the belly, I know that's a close shot. I better be using my top pin. Uh, now, if I get where I don't have all those on there, um, you know, now that I know it's getting further and further away. So I kind of use my pins as kind of a range finder. Uh, you know, if I get all the pins on the kill zone, I don't, I don't care. You which one I'm picking, but you got to pick one. Uh, I've done that. Went out and shot, forgot to pick a pin. 10 yards, completely missed the deer because I forgot to aim. <laughs> you know, I've done that once. You don't like doing that again. But uh, um, setting your pins up, that doesn't prevent you from not picking one. Uh, so that's that's another advantage of some of the single pins. Uh, it's because you have it set up. You know that this pin is good out to 25 yards. And if it's further than that, you just aim a little higher. Um, some people like to do that with a single pin. So you just have one to worry about. Okay, where am I placing that pin? I know it will drop in where it needs to go. Uh, so that's the other thing you can do is if you only have one pin, is figure out what range it is. Where do you have to aim if you're a little bit further than what you think it is? Um, one way to figure out whether or not you know your yardage judging is is good is if you have a range finder, uh, you, estimate the yardage, make your shot, and then verify it with the range finder. Don't depend on the range finder because you may have one come in a different distance. You don't know where it's at. Now, I've gone through and stepped off my distance for 20 yards um, many times. I've stepped, I've stepped it off so I can step off. I know what's 20 yards um, on, on mine every time my every other foot hits the ground. So I start walking my left foot. So every time my right foot hits the ground, I count one. And when I get to 11, I know the next step is 20 yards. So it's 11 and a half steps for me for 20 yards. Your step's going to be a little bit different. Uh, if you're walking up and down hills, it's going to change it. So that kind of messes it up a little bit there. But on the flat, you're going to be able to adjust that. If you're at a range and you're not sure where it's at, step off your 20 yards and, and there's your shot. Step off another 20 yards, you know, and there, there's your shot. So now, now you're, you got those distances and you can kind of figure out, you know, what's, you know, what distances is what. So that's what you want to do. Take care of getting your sights adjusted. And and now we've got your rest adjusted, you've got your sights adjusted, and now then, you know, stay tuned, we'll have one, and we'll talk about um, setting up your peep or your anchor point. You know, the first thing you want to do is you want to get your anchor point. We, we talked about it in a video earlier in one of the, the lessons. Get your anchor point. If you're going to use the kisser button, use that, you know, your nose, wherever it's going to fit on your nose, and, and then your peep. Uh, so at least you want your anchor point in the peep and your nose. Um, I prefer a kisser button because I can feel it in the corner of my lip. That just gives me one more anchor point because uh, I use either a handheld release or a wrist strap. And depending on, you know, as it gets colder up here in Nebraska, I'm going to the wrist strap because I can keep my hand warmer. Uh, but then if I didn't have the kisser button, I'm depending on my anchor point because your anchor point changes depending on whether I'm using a caliper type I'm going to have the back of my ear. If I have a handheld, my hand turns over, so it's a different spot, different feel. But if I have the kisser button, my nose and the peep, it doesn't matter what my hand does. So 
that's one of the things you want to be consistent about too is when you're setting up your sites, make sure you're keeping a consistent anchor point. You know, if one time you're you're kind of loose on your face, next time you're pushing real tight into your into your your jaw, um, that's going to change that slight amount in that back. And a slight amount in the back is going to make a big difference down at 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. Uh, so that's one of the things you to look at, too, is, you know, make sure that's why I use the kisser button, because if that lines up and the peep lines up, everything else has got to be pretty close because it's there's not much variation in there. So let me know what your approach is on setting up your sites. Um, you know, each person is going to have a different way. You know, maybe somebody's got a different way of uh, setting up your site that I haven't thought about. So I'd like to hear it. If if there is a way that you're setting it up that I haven't heard about, uh, uh, let me know. I'm, I'm always willing to learn new things from other archers and how they set up their, their bows. And, and let's just kind of, you know, keep the information flowing and let's uh, stay tuned for the next one. I've got an interview coming up here. Yeah, I think the next one will be an interview. Uh, got that scheduled in. So stay tuned for that. And remember, you can uh, uh, watch the video in the ArchDuck 101 Facebook group, as well as on my YouTube channel, Learn to Fix It Yourself. And you can also go out and watch the, the video on archduck101.com. You can go out there, and there's other information out there as well. Now, if you just want to listen to the audible, the, the audio, you can go out to audible.com. Uh, it's also available on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. It's it's out there as well. So go out there and uh, listen to it. Or listen to it while you're driving. If you have any any questions, make sure you get a hold of me or, or someone in, in the group because uh, we'd be glad to help you out. If you're interested in, in learning a bit more about what I'm talking about, just just hit me up in one of the, the places and, and we'll, we'll see what we can do about helping you get your archer skills uh, to, to the next level. And after all, it's, this podcast is all about your guide to better archery skills. And we want to learn uh, from all you archers out there. Everybody has their own unique story. And it'd be nice to uh, hear some of those stories. So if you have some interesting stories or, or like talking about archery, you want to be a guest on a podcast, let me know. I'll be glad to have you on here. I'm always looking for interesting uh, uh, archers. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you you, you haven't shot a bow yet, Hey, perfect. Let's get you on the podcast. Let's let's see what you're interested in and, and help you get started. You know, after all, that's you know, 101 is the first class, and most of your your things you learn is something. 101 is the first one. So we're here to help you start your archery skills and start you on that journey down to having a whole lot of fun with archery. I know we all do, and we all like to talk about it. So uh, we'll we'll just be having a lot of fun talking about archery and and learning. Just helping each other out. So thanks for watching or listening, whichever way you're doing. And remember, if you have any questions, let me know. Be glad to help you. My name is Roy Canterbury. I've been your host today on Arch Talk 101. And we'll see you on the next one.